The following recording is from Parramatta Christian Church. We pray that this message inspires you in your walk with Christ. So uh, we're continuing our series, Big Faith in a Big God. And uh, by way of summary, uh, I just want to kind of recap the last month. And I'm going to do that um, by just reading out these 10 statements uh, that kind of draw on all the different themes and the main points that have come out of these last um, four weeks or so. Um, in this journey of faith, we've been looking at Hebrews 11 and looking at these heroes of faith and trying to understand what it means to live a life of faith. And right from the beginning, we defined faith as this way, a confident obedience to God's Word regardless of circumstances or consequences. That's how we kind of define what we're talking about in terms of faith. And uh, we, we looked at a whole bunch of different principles. And so here are these 10 statements. Faith is based on God's faithfulness to His promises. We've seen that over and over in the book of Hebrews, uh, in, in particularly chapter 11. Faith is based on God's past saving work. That's how you can be confident in what God is going to do because of the stuff that He's already done. Faith will always require action. You can't be a person of faith and not do something that's an act of obedience or trust or surrender. Faith may require radical obedience in the face of uncertainty. And we've seen that over and over again in the stories of the heroes in chapter 11, that they were called to do sometimes what seemed like crazy things because they were trusting in God. Faith may require waiting for an extended period of time, sometimes a really long time, sometimes even beyond your own lifetime. Uh, faith may require you to do that. Faith may require stepping out, Lewis mentioned this last week, taking risks for God and believing for supernatural breakthrough. Absolutely. We see that over and over again. That part of living a life of faith means believing that God can do extraordinary, miraculous, supernatural things. Faith may also, on the other hand, require standing firm and holding on to God's promises even when the breakthrough doesn't come. Uh, Lewis made this great statement last week. F faith is also not breaking when your breakthrough doesn't come. Uh, and I think we need to hold on to that as being an important aspect of living this life of faith. Faith may lead to negative outcomes in the short term. We see that over and over again in Hebrews 11, where when people stepped out in obedience and trusted God, sometimes things go from bad to worse. And things don't always work out in a positive way. Faith can lead to new experiences, new encounters with God where you see God do things that you may never have seen Him do had you not stepped out or put yourself in a, a new place for God to in, engage with you in a, in a different way, in a new way. And lastly, faith is anchored in the certainty of the hope we have in Christ. We see over and over again in Hebrews 11 that these heroes were looking ahead, looking forward to something more that they were sure of, and that is this fact that God will win, that God will fulfill His promises, that they will receive the inheritance because it was already accomplished in Christ. It was a certain hope that they had, this heavenly city that they had a vision of that drove them and compelled them forward. So this morning, what I want to do is I want to kind of draw together some of these principles and apply them to the vision of our church. 
Uh, I want to look at how Hebrews 11 can speak to us and encourage us and challenge us uh, and enlarge us as we think about what God wants to do at PCC. So if you're visiting this morning, I apologize that you might not feel that this message personally speaks to you or you might not get anything personally out of it uh, because we're, we're talking about the vision of our church. But in, in another sense, it might be the best message for you to hear because if you're checking us out, Maybe you'll get to see what we're about and the vision that God's given us and, and what we're believing for as a church, and you might consider continuing to check us out. So hopefully uh, that will be a good thing. So let me pray, and we'll jump into our text. Father, thank you uh, for your word. Thank you that's living and it's active, and thank you that it's powerful to bring change into our hearts. And so I pray that as we come around uh, this message where we're considering the vision of our church, will you speak into our heart? Will you do something by your Spirit to ignite faith and, and confidence that we would step out in boldness, Lord, as we head down this journey of seeing you fulfill the vision that you've given us for our, uh, for our city and for our church in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. The last time I spoke, which is I think three weeks ago, I mentioned these three key words that were key elements in the life of faith. And so I want to apply them this morning, those same three words into the, in the context of the vision of our church. But if you turn in your Bibles to Hebrews 11, um, we're going to look at these couple of verses that we've already looked at. Uh, and really this message, the whole of the chapter relates to what I want to say this morning. But just to anchor us in a few verses, Hebrews 11, 8 to 10 is where we're going to focus. And it says this, By faith, Abraham, when, he, when called to go to a place he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. So that's where my title came from, the journey to the land unknown. Uh, journey to the land unknown. Even though he did not know where he was going. Verse 9, by faith he made his home in the promised land like a stranger in a foreign country. He lived in tents, as did Isaac and Jacob, who were heirs with him of the same promises. For he was looking forward to the city with foundations whose architect and builder is God. So the three words. The first one was vision. Vision. I said to live a life of faith, the, the heroes of faith had vision. They had this compelling, strong, clear vision of who God was and His greatness and His faithfulness. And, and, and they had such a clarity about what God had shown them, even though there was so much uncertainty, not because they knew all the ins and outs of the vision, but they knew who had given the vision to them. And so over and over again, we see here, Abraham, he, he had this vision of an inheritance that God was giving him. He had this vision of a land that he didn't even know which it was, but that was a promise that God had already given him. And he was certain of that vision. And we see Moses and others throughout the chapter that they were looking and they, their eyes were fixed on who God was and this future that God had called them to. Now as a church, God has given us a vision. And, and the vision that God has given us is not necessarily to, to be a, the biggest church in Parramatta. But I believe God's given us a vision to be an influential church, to be a significant church, to be a church that has impact. To, to, to be a church that makes a difference in our city. That's the vision that God's given us. Uh, God's given us a, a vision to, to disciple people and to see them become followers of Jesus who will love each other deeply and live well in community and serve and be a blessing and have impact wherever they go. The vision that God's given us is this idea that we want to see people transformed by the gospel of Jesus Christ 
and then become agents of change wherever they go. Whether it's in their workplace, in their, in their family, uh, whether it's in their neighborhood, whether it's in the nations of the world, that they've been so transformed by the gospel. They've been so changed by what God has done for them in Jesus that they will not be able to help themselves but be agents of change. They'll want others to to hear the good news. They'll want others to to, uh, experience the goodness of God's kingdom. They'll, They'll be contagious in their love and in their joy wherever they go. That's our vision. That's our vision. And so the third thing I was going to share with you this morning is that Shamal, many of you know Shamal, he comes to our second service. He's actually going to go to Sri Lanka in a little while. And he's going to Sri Lanka this month to actually do a bike ride. It's a 400k bike ride from Colombo to Jaffna. And many of you would know Jaffna as the place where the civil war uh, happened years ago and there's a lot of destruction and ruin. And Shamal and a whole bunch of other cyclists from Great Britain, I think New Zealand and Australia, are going to do this fundraising ride because they want to raise money to rebuild a part of this hospital that's an institution in Jaffna uh, that was destroyed in the war, that's a teaching hospital, that's one of the oldest hospitals in Asia, um, to rebuild that part of that hospital, to develop it further so that it can serve its community. That's the kind of stuff I'm talking about, where we are just so impacted by the gospel that that we think, God, I want to make a difference in the world. I want to be about kingdom stuff in the world. I want to do what I can. And if that's riding a bike in latex or spandex, then I'm going to do that because I can do that. And I'm going to tell as many people as I can so I can raise money to do this thing for a great cause. That's, that's what I'm talking about. And, and on that, our missions board has decided to donate $1,000 towards that, to that cause, and I think that's awesome. And I encourage you, if you think that, hey, that sounds like a great idea, I'd love to be a part of that as an individual, then I encourage you, you can talk to Shamal, uh, or you can come and see me, and we can give you the details of how you can do that. Or today, on, on our PCC Facebook page, there'll be some information, there'll be uh, their site there, you can have a look at all the stuff they're doing, and then decide what you want to do about that. But it's this idea that God's given us a vision to make a difference in the world. That's what we're on about. But a big part of that vision is a new building. A big part of that. I want to say this. Our vision is bigger than the building. I want to say that. But I also want to say, but the building is a big part of that vision. And sometimes we want to choose one or the other. And I think we, the vision God's given us is that we want a new ministry center that will house what God is doing right now, that will allow us to do more in our community, that will allow us to, to have greater impact and influence, to see people discipled, come to know Jesus, and then sent out. That's why we're, we're building a, a, a ministry center that will allow us to equip and send people out into the mission field. That's our heart. So it's a big part of our, our vision. God's calling us to be a city on a hill, a light in our community. That's our vision. That's our heart. And my question is, can you see it? Will will you open your heart to to grab a hold of this vision? Because if we don't, we we will never step out in faith. Because it's got to be driven by the vision that gets in our heart. That this is what God is calling us to do. To not build a ministry center for the sake of it, to build a ministry center that will allow us to house the work of God, not just for now, but for generations to come. To leave a legacy in this city of a place where people can come and hear about Jesus, to be transformed, and then go from here to be agents of change wherever that might be. Will you, will you 
pray into that? Will you seek God about that? And say, God, will you make this vision grip my heart? So that it won't be about the building, but it will be about the building. It will be about the mission and the vision that's greater than just a building. The second key word is sacrifice. And I love that Christine spoke on that theme this morning, this idea of sacrifice. And throughout Hebrews 11, we see that these men of God, these women of God, as they stepped out in faith, had to make sacrifices. And we see in this passage where Abraham, he left. He, he left where he was. He left his family. He left his familiar place, his secure place, his safe place. He went to a land completely unknown to him. He lived in tents, even though that was his land. He lived as a foreigner, an alien, a, a, an outsider. There's sacrifices that came as a result of his obedience. And we see uh, in, in so many different stories that all of these men and women were called by God as they obeyed His Word to make sacrifices. And so I want to say to you, as a church, if we're going to live by faith, if we want to step out in God, if we want to hold on to this vision and give ourselves to this vision, it will take sacrifice. It will take the sacrifice of saying goodbye to good friends as they obey God's call to go on mission. That's not going to be easy. It's going to be heartbreaking. But that is the vision. It might mean the discomfort and the unsettling period you might go to when your connect group leader says to you, we're going to multiply our connect group. We're going to plant a new connect group so that more people can be a part of connect group. That's not going to be easy. It's going to bring grief and pain and loss and separation. But it's the vision. It might mean the the discomfort or the, 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 the sacrifice of time and, and convenience for you to serve in this church in some way, to turn up for a working bee or to do some other way of being involved in the vision of this church so you can serve and, and give yourself to others. That's not going to come without sacrifice. It might mean the awkwardness of stepping out of your comfort zone, your friendship group, to meet the new and maybe sometimes very different people that God brings into our community. But that's the vision. But it will cost you. It will cost me. It will cost all of us in one way or another. And when it comes to the building, it will definitely cost you. It will cost us. We, we've, we've made some progress. Um, my, uh, the architects are telling us that our DA approval is closed, but they've been saying that since last February. It's been a year. But apparently we're really close, and we've been doing some more work as a board, and we've come to the realization that this project is going to take supernatural intervention from God. Absolutely. It's, it's a faith journey we're on together, to the land unknown. See, it's going to take $5 million, probably, for us to build this thing. Because that's what it costs to build in Sydney. If you did this in rural New South Wales or in a different state, it might not cost as much. But in Sydney, that's what it's going to cost us. And we've had some initial consultations with financial advisors. And they're telling us the most a bank will probably give us is $1.5 million, The most. Because they're not convinced that we have the capacity, given our size, to repay a loan of anything more than that. Even though we have assets, they just won't do it. So you do the math. That we're looking at raising between three and a half to four million dollars with a group of about 160 people. So you can see it's going to cost us. 
to do extraordinary things. Radical obedience. You see, what I love about the heroes of faith in chapter 11, and I was having this conversation with someone when I, at the end of my last message because they were saying, oh, well, these people could make these radical sacrifices because the story ends well. And I kind of went, hang on, hold on a second. The only reason we know that is because it's recorded in the Bible. They didn't know that. Abraham didn't know how it was going to end. Joshua didn't know how the story was going to end. None of them knew what the next thing was going to be like. We only know it because of hindsight. And just like that, each of us will be called to make sacrifices and to step out in faith when we don't know how the story is going to unfold. And it will seem crazy, insane, radical, nonsensical when God puts on your heart to do something. And you won't know. Will it work out well in the end? Radical sacrifice. So uh, throughout this whole process, I felt God say, just take the next step. Just take the next step. That's all you need to do. And that's what we've been doing. Just taking the next step. And every time we do, we find God's there. And He's turned up and He's done stuff already. It's been awesome. You know, I remember one of our first board meetings, Rohan was saying to me, you know, like as a board, we, we feel that we haven't done as much to prepare for this building project because we've been doing this and we've only got, I think, $70,000 in the bank, which doesn't look like much. And we said, okay, well, if this is a God thing, we just keep believing that God will provide and do this. And we have spent, I don't know how much money since that day, and we have so much more than $70,000 in the bank, which is like, I don't get that. But it's People are giving, and God is providing. And so we've just kept taking the next step. So the next step, once our DA is approved, and I hope that I can tell you in a very little while that it has been approved. Now that, in some ways, it's been great that God's delayed us because that puts us on the clock. When the council approves your DA, you've got five years to begin building. We're on the clock. We've got five years to raise $4 million. And if we don't, we start the whole process again. So we're on the clock. So in some ways, I'm thinking, God, thank you that you haven't approved it so far. And maybe if it gets delayed a little while longer, maybe that just gives us more time. So I'm trusting God with the timing as well. The next step will be getting our construction certificate and putting it out for tender. And that process will cost somewhere around between, I don't know, three and $500,000, which is why we've got that thermometer on the wall. Our next financial goal is to raise $250,000 this year. We've already got around $200,000 of, $200, of surplus that we can use towards building costs if we need to. So that thermometer is there to say that's our goal. We need to raise that as the next step this year so that we can have everything we need to cover the costs that will be associated with the next step. So that's where we're going. That's the vision, and that's what it's going to cost. That's the sacrifice that we will have to make to see that vision become a reality. My question to you is, are you prepared to do whatever God tells you to do? Even if you don't know how the story will go. And if God says, will you give $1,000? Will you give $10,000? Will you give $50,000? And you want to know, God, if I give this, will you then? And He may never tell you that. He may, but He may never tell you that. Now, again, I want to be careful because I don't want to just say to you to go and be unwise. But when I look at these heroes, everyone would have thought that they were being crazy with the stuff that they were doing. 
be prayerful, be discerning, talk to people. If you, if you feel that God is calling you to do radical things, like sell your home and move overseas and be a missionary, or you know, sell your home and give it all to the church. Or, and that stuff happened in the book of Acts. People did that kind of stuff. But be wise. But be obedient. Will you be? No matter what God says, what it's going to cost you. And we're not just talking about money. I'm talking about in fulfilling the greater vision of our church. Will you be obedient to do whatever God tells you to do? Because that's what it's going to take for us to live this vision and to see it become a reality. The third thing I mentioned and that I want to kind of wrap up on is this key word, endurance. Endurance. The heroes of faith had to endure setbacks, disappointments, failure, everything going wrong. For, for sure, God did supernatural things that saw amazing things. Nations defeated, lions' mouths shut, a whole bunch of incredible things that's recorded at the end of chapter 11. But then as it unfolds, there were a whole bunch of people who didn't get those things, who were put to death by stoning. They were, they were sword in two. They were killed by the sword. And they, they did not see the fulfillment of the things that they were looking for. And Moses and Abraham and, and all of the heroes of faith experienced disappointment, failure, and setback. And I want to say to you that as a, a leader, I wish I could guarantee that everything we do will succeed. That every decision we make and every plan we have will be the right one and will be effective and will produce a good outcome. I wish I could tell you that, but I'd be lying. But I can tell you this, that as a leadership team, we are prayerful. We are discerning and we will make the wisest decisions we know how to make at the time with the information that we have available to us. But does that mean we won't have setback? No. Does that mean we won't have opposition? No. Does that mean we won't have failure and disappointment to deal with? No, it doesn't. But the question is, will we endure through that? Are we willing to stand firm together as brothers and sisters, as a family of God, as a community of faith, and say, hey, we're in this together. No matter what, we're going to stick it out because we're convinced of the vision that God's given us. And we know that God will fulfill this vision. And we know that we will leave a legacy. And we know that long after we're gone, God will still be here doing His good work. And no matter what, no matter what we face, what difficulty, what challenge, what trial, we will endure. We will stand firm even if the breakthrough doesn't come in our lifetime. We will not break. We will remain faithful. We will continue to be obedient. We will continue to trust God. We will continue to look to Him and be assured of His faithfulness to keep His word. We will not be moved in our resolute commitment to God and His kingdom purposes at Parramatta. Do you, do you have that kind of commitment? And maybe you don't yet. But that's what I'd like you to pray about. That we would endure. In the highs, in the lows, in the disappointments, in the frustrations. That we would endure and keep going. Keep being obedient. Keep being faithful to what God is calling us to be and to do in this city. That more people might encounter the gospel not just through coming to our church and hearing it, but through our people going into the world and proclaiming it. That we would be a church that sends people. I remember a little while ago, I jokingly said that I want to go down in this church's history as the pastor who actually got more people to leave this church than brought to this church. And I mean that in a good way. 
Because I, I, I don't want to just collect Christians. I want to bring people to God, have them encounter the power of God, be transformed by the Holy Spirit of God, and go. Whether it's going across the street or their workplace. I, I'm not, I don't mean going, just everyone just leaving, because I'd be here by myself. That wouldn't be a point. But have this attitude that I'm on mission. I'm here to go. I'm not here to stay. And sometimes that might mean going overseas. Sometimes that might mean going to ride a bike in Jaff- to Jaffna. That might mean going to do something else for a short-term mission trip. That might mean a range of overseas stuff, but that's just not the only way to go. It might mean all of us thinking about how do I go in my community, in my workplace, in my neighborhood, in this city, How do I go and take the good news of Jesus wherever I go? Why don't you bow your head? If I can get the band to come up. Why don't you just sit with these thoughts, with these questions I've asked you. Do you see this vision? How compelling is it in your heart? How much has this vision gripped your heart? that you see that this is God's purpose for us as a church. And maybe you're still on that journey, and I trust that as you continue to fellowship with us, that this vision will grip your heart more and more and more. Because when it does, you will find it easy to sacrifice, to give of your time, your money, your energy, your passion, your commitment, your faith. It'll be easy for you to sacrifice. In that it will still hurt. There'll still be grief and loss and pain. But you know, in terms of the building, we have an opportunity for you to be a partner with us by giving $30 a week regularly to do that. And you can grab a a partner's card. It's like a bookmark up the back. You can do that. And I was thinking about that. You know, a coffee costs about $4, dollars $3.50 to $4. Most of us have more than one a day. That's about eight bucks a day. $30 a week is about three and a bit coffees a week that you would have to sacrifice to be a weekly partner. Think about that. What, what will you be prepared to sacrifice to be a part of the vision that God's given us? And even when it's hard and even when it's difficult, will you dig into God? Will you dig into His Word? Will you dig into His faithfulness and His goodness and His promises? so that you can endure when you feel discouraged and when you feel like, man, this hurts so much. Man, I can't say goodbye to these people. Man, I don't want to leave my connect group. Man, I don't want to talk to new people. When in that moment, when it just seems too difficult, will you dig into God and go, God, will you just fill me with your love again? Will you remind me of your faithfulness again? Will you remind me of your goodness again so that I can keep living sacrificially for the cause of Christ and His kingdom? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for listening to the Parramatta Christian Church podcast. To hear other sermons or to find out more about our church, please visit our website at pcc.org.au.